0: Jordan is on best. Harper's on Miller. gets in the a it. Just a, here's a long three by all. Holiday. Shot clock down to six. Here's a long three. Welcome to another edition of the Indie Cornrows podcast. I am your host, Mark Schindler. Joined as always by my co-host Tom Lewis, uh, we are doing a quick hitter today, talking about some of the some of the coaching search because we had some news pop up today. Uh, first of all, Tom, how are you doing? Uh doing well. How how's it going with you? I'm good. I can't complain. We were talking before we got on. It's been just a hectic day. I've sent, like, I swear to God, if it, Twitter is the new email for me, I think I send just as many Twitter DMs as emails. And I've sent, like, at least 100 emails and, and DMs back and forth today, just trying to coordinate some stuff for the coming week or two. So it's been uh, that has been my Love day. It. And uh, before we get started on stuff, though, if, if you have not already uh, and you are listening, please be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify and anywhere else you can get your podcast. Um, that really helps us out, helps grow this podcast and, and, and gain some more exposure for it. Um, and most importantly, we want to hear from you. Want to hear more about what you want to listen to. Actually, the podcast that I did yesterday with Eric Pincus was because uh, there were some people who think that, that Caitlin and I, uh, in talking about Victor's contract extensions, maybe we needed another voice on that. So uh, Eric is one of the the very best in the league at talking about the cap and looking at salaries, um, so I brought him on, and hopefully that provides more clarity on that. Um, and it was just a really good podcast yeah. overall. So I'll hand it over to Tom now. Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. I, I was. I would say uh, anyone listening to this should listen to that as well. Um, I thought he did a great job. He thoroughly went through all the um, you know the variables and the the machinations um, involved with Victor's contract situation. And you know, and sound like you know from from his reporting or sources that you know he felt like Victor's really looking for a max deal wherever he goes, and and that would involve him you know waiting out the Pacers um, to get to full free agency. Um, And you know, he just kept asking these questions along the way, kind of like you know, like so, do the Pacers want to? you know, wait and take a chance. Do they want to pay him the full amount? Do you know all all these things? and I, I, In my mind, I'm just like, no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> all those things, all those things stacking up. I mean, it seemed like you know, it would be um, just not a wise move not to try and deal him and get something um, if they could before the season or at least during the season. So, um, I I I think once you know you get the the clear numbers out there and and see that from uh uh you know just the nuts and bolts of the situation it uh clears it up and and you know there's no emotion to it it's just kind of like yeah it's just that's just where we are with the situation and you know a lot of it has to do with injury a lot of it has to do with it kind of you know moving into that phase of his career where he wants to be the entertainer and and do more maybe go to a bigger city, whatever he, you know, doesn't seem to want to be in Indiana either. So if that's the case, I mean, the time is right to, uh, to make a move that, you know, and we, you know, we've been talking, like we kind of expect that to happen, but, um, hearing it laid out in, in those terms like that was made it even more clear to me at least. So, um, I would suggest anyone who, um, hasn't heard that to listen to it and and uh you can form your own opinion but i thought was i thought it was great
0: yeah we're all about shameless plugs at indie cornrows so always go back and listen (laughs) to our content always go read our content we have some phenomenal stuff uh coming up currently uh caitlin just released a really great piece on chris finch uh who is a pelicans assistant right now and uh and how he might impact the uh the pacers if you were hired so that kind of leads us into Uh, the coaching search a little bit, obviously um, mentioned today by Malika reported by Malika Andrews of ESPN um, that Darvin ham is going to, is a finalist for the Pacers head coaching job and has his uh, in-person interviews coming up with, with in her words, Pacers brass uh, this week. So, Obviously, that is significant. Darvin Ham has his, uh, not I just said Darvin Ham. I would say Chris Finch either had his over the weekend or is coming up this week as well. Um, but I, I just kind of want to gauge your thoughts uh, on those two guys right now, and then also just the coaching search moving forward. We can go from there.
1: Yeah, it was kind of a surprise just because uh, it's another name mentioned as a finalist. <laughs> it's like how many, uh, how many what's the maximum number of finalists you can have? It
0: feels feel like, like March day. Madness a little bit with the, how big the field started out. And, and we're we're heading towards uh, playing at Lucas Oil Stadium soon. But uh, I, yeah, I don't maybe, know how, how it, big the field is, man. It's like gigantic right now.
1: I don't know. I feel like there, there might be a rose ceremony or something. I <laughs> have a rose ceremony. But uh, so, you know, the Darwin Ham option is intriguing, uh, definitely. Uh, and, and you know, makes sense, speaking of Kevin Pritchard, because um, while he's uh, uh, been coaching under Mike Brunholzer, of course, that has links to Coach Pop in San Antonio, which um, is, is something that KP is familiar with, of course, uh, from his history. So uh, it, it would be interesting. I mean, he, he has a... You know, it seems like a great reputation as a player development guy and been a lead assistant up there. And um I, I know Brittenholzer's kind of been getting tagged, you know, maybe because of the way things ended with Atlanta. And now he's been struggling. In the he's still a
0: really good coach.
1: Milwaukee, that, you know, maybe he's not the great coach. But, you know, honestly, teams in Atlanta and, and um, even these early teams in Milwaukee were kind of like, You know, some vocal teams with the Pacers that overachieve, I feel like, and he definitely is a solid coach. And so, you know, some of this, the, the way they run things, you know, having all those, that structure from under Budenholzer and then with the guy with the energy and, and the development and the, and the communication skills, it appears that Ham has, um, would be great. Plus, you know, you, you can't get enough of him getting the dunk highlights from his playing career. Oh my God. Yes. When he <laughs>
0: broke the back at yeah, Texas that. tech can never. Oh, yeah. Right. up yeah. Right. On
1: Anton Jameson's head. Um, that was, it was beautiful. So, um, so anyways, I, you know, it definitely is, is, uh, intriguing and all these assistant guys, it is hard to say I would favor one over the other, just because there is something, you know, about moving over to the big chair from the assistant, that, um, you know, has unknown to it, you know, uh, and, you know, just like when, when Vogel moved over, um, all of a sudden, you know, he's talking about smash mouth basketball and, and putting his stamp on things. So you don't know exactly how these guys might tweak things um, when they get the opportunity, but, you know, this is also where, you know, great coaches come from and, and they have that, ingenuity to be learning and, and be waiting for that chance and be preparing for it and be ready to put their stamp on it and, and bring something different to, um, to the bench. And, and so, you know, there definitely is risk, there's reward. And and it seems like the Pacers are leaning towards that. Um, and uh, obviously also it, there doesn't seem like they're in a hurry to make that choice. And maybe that's because they're waiting for those, uh, Miami Heat assistance to become available. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're, getting the, we're getting the finalist list pretty long here.
0: Yeah, totally. And one thing to note, too, with uh, – well, two things. First of all, Darvin Ham, a uh, one-time Pacers player, literally, because he played one game for Indiana, Whoa. five minutes in total, <laughs> um, in his rookie year. Um, yeah, and it, it's interesting, too. I don't know how much you can take from it, but he was part of some really good teams uh, – great teams even when he was playing. He's part of those uh, those really good Milwaukee teams, the last really good Milwaukee teams before this iteration uh, with Ray mm-hmm. Allen when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. actually battled the Pacers um, when he was part of that team. Uh, when when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals and the Pacers went to the finals. Um, and then also was on the 0304 Pistons, obviously uh, one of the best teams of the last 20 years. So uh, I, I don't know how much you can take out of that. There have obviously been some players who played on great teams that ended up not being great coaches but uh nonetheless still important to have that that kind of base and then with chris finch uh caitlin obviously wrote a phenomenal article on him as i mentioned earlier uh fits the mold as he's kind of got that we, we always talk about the the next nick nurse kind of guy uh he mm-hmm. very similarly came up coaching in england coached uh, the same team as him, the Rio Grande. No, it did not the same team, but he coached the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, um, which was, I believe that's the San Antonio um, G League team. Assistant with the Rockets for a couple years and became associate head coach there. Uh, one time associate head coach with the Nuggets and and did some great stuff offensively there as well. And has been a lead assistant with the Pelicans for the last three or four seasons. Um, I know just A from from prior I knew about his offensive ability and, and his uh the way that he handles that side. And then obviously again, Caitlin's article was very highlighting as well. Um Brings a lot of interesting ideas. I'm excited to see his, um how his interview goes. He's actually a lot younger than I thought because he's been in the NBA for, you know, the entire time that I've been watching and I've known of his name, but he, he's only 50. So, which for a head coach, I mean, that's pretty, pretty not young, but like, that's like mid tier age. So, Um,
1: That's
0: really good. Come on. Okay. (laughs) I'm not trying to make you feel better about yourself, Tom. Come on. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I probably sound so much worse on this podcast. I intend to, but uh, yeah, no, I think I'm, I'm interested by both guys. Um, uh, It's one thing that I really want to ask you too. That's interesting is how Mike D'Antoni's name has kind of just fallen from the wayside a little bit. I think he's still been mentioned a little bit and um, he's kind of there, but he's not, uh, He's not quite on um, – He like, I think he's still a finalist for the job, but nothing's been mentioned about him meeting with the Pacers.
1: Yeah, I know. And, and it seemed like he was uh, definitely a favorite and filling, and boom, they really quickly jumped on Doc Rivers, which I honestly made sense. I didn't see how, unless they were going to completely revamp that, uh, Ross with Joel Embiid and then how – Damn, Tony was going to work out there. But regardless, you're right, as far as the Pacers' interest, it seemed like uh, it definitely has waned. And even I've seen things where saying that, you know, he's he might be taking the year off and not going to coach this year um, and, and look for other opportunities next year. So, um, it, of course, the Pacers have been pretty quiet internally, it seemed like. So, I, I wouldn't rule anything out as far as him all of a sudden popping up with a, with a hire here um, if it was going to be someone like that, Tony. But mm-hmm. um, it definitely, everything else seems to indicate that they're looking more at, um, you know, get, getting a, a strong assistant coach that is uh, ready for that next job or maybe a Dave Yeager who's, who's sitting out there um, who I, I, I like as well um who is m- might be a little lesser of a name, lesser of a price tag um, and be able to try and create the innovative um, you know offense or or um, I guess culture around the team that that the uh, that pitcher is looking for going forward. So I think you know again with all these assistants you mentioned Finch and all these guys, you know the the thing they seem to all have also is some of that experience in good organizations, and also coaching the G League, where they've been doing. You know, they've had the opportunity to experiment and do different things, and and um, and expand their um, you know coaching um, philosophy, and and also you know f- play with things that. Find out things that don't work and <laughs> and things that work and and so um, I, I see I like to see that on all these guys that, that they've kind of been looking at um, they kind of have been almost lifers you know really dedicated to to coaching and and obviously they know the game real well so um, it, it's just a matter of getting not the right fit and dads that can you know it's KP one of the big things I think is that, that communication piece. Being able to teach, but also motivate, and also, um, you know, get that player input that you you gotta you gotta have at this day and age, and it was something that uh, you know they struggled
0: with with Nate McMillan at the end. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, uh, you know, another thing that kind of comes to my mind as well, like I I I've, I like that they're moving more in this direction uh, of of maybe uh, obviously you want a player's first coach or not even players first. I think like that's kind of something that I get caught up with, you know, obviously yeah. I think there's this idea that Nate was just like terrible with the players. I don't think that's true. I think nah. from everything we've heard, most of the guys really, really liked him. Um, but it's just in terms of how things are handled in the locker room. Um, and I like, I, I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting to see where, where the, where the coaching search goes. I'm I, I wonder if it'll be just something you know, in the next two weeks, we're still going to be just kind of feeling like, okay, we don't really know what's going to happen. And then boom, just like that, there's a hire. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm not really sure what's going to go on with that. So yeah, just kind of in, in talking about coaching still a little bit uh, before we wrap up. Um, I don't know if you, is it, is it reporting if it's on a podcast? I, uh, if it's new, I guess it's reporting, but I guess it, I mean, yeah, reporting. Uh, Scott Agnes today uh, on Fieldhouse Files, his podcast oh, yeah. um, mentioned that he thinks uh, from what he's hearing, that Dan Burke will not be returning next season uh to the Pacers, and that is not of his volition. It seems more like the Pacers are just wanting to go in a different direction. Um And I, I want to talk on that for a minute and see, you know, obviously that's significant. Dan Burke's been part of the Pacers since I was born. So Larry Bird brought him in originally when Larry Bird was head coach, Um and he's just been here ever since. So I wonder, just first of all, your thoughts on that, and then we can kind of go from there.
1: Yeah, yeah, thanks. I'm glad you brought that up. And you know, as Scott's saying it. I, um, no doubt that that is the case. And, uh, it, I, I feel like it wasn't a real surprise. I feel like, you know, obviously, uh, Dan Burke has been, as you mentioned, um, a, you know, a, a coach that survived several coaching changes and, and been a constant with the team and, you know, he, he is a guy who's not looking for any glory. He's not looking for, um, you know, he really didn't seem like he was ever really looking for a head coaching job, but he just likes to work and work with players and get the best out of them. And, and you know, in, in a lot of ways, like Frank Vogel, I mean, Vogel's a guy who I think at his core likes to figure out how to win games. And, and Dan Burke did that to have more from the defensive side. Um and had a lot of success over the years. And, you know, it may be a thing too with um you know, maybe his time has, has run his course here. Obviously, um it, it, a new coach is probably gonna wanna bring in all their you know, their whole new staff and, and the Pacers really haven't flipped over the whole staff since yeah. Jim O'Brien. Now he now he's Dan yeah, Burke stayed on when when Obi came in but um, you know, this time around you know, it, it makes sense that this would be a time what maybe where he would move on. Um, but you know, his presence was felt here. I mean, he was obviously one of the most known assistant coaches for the basers over the years and always got credit when they were doing great on, on defense and just a solid year type of guy. So um it'll be sad to see him go from that sense, but you know, it also you know, I think about it, it's like it you know, Kevin Pritchard is in charge. Now he's had Donnie Walsh and, and Larry Bird they've been around and they're still around the field house. Um but you know, all kind of all all of a sudden, you know, he he would have said this before, but it's like with this off season or whatever we're calling this, I almost said summer. That's it feels like it. It's um, weird, man. But this is such a huge situation, as we talked about with Victor. You know, we don't know what's going on with Miles Turner or, or Domasio. Um, obviously, there's a big coaching change. I mean, this is this is all every every eye on the Pacers is on Kevin Pritchard right now. It's it's his show, and um, he's got all these major decisions laying on his desk. And we don't know what order they're going to go in, but they're all going to impact the the Pacers for several years here. Um, So, um, and it's almost kind of like with the new coach and and new staff, um, that's clearing the decks and and we're almost completely starting over, even though there's plenty of talent on the roster right now and a good core to build from. Um, But, you know, it's a, it's a new show going in a new direction and, um, Kevin Pritchard's, you know, basically, if it doesn't work out, obviously, he won't be around to make the next big sweeping change. I'm sure. Um, so this is a this is a huge offseason for him, um, as well as as the organization. And and that's what's so intriguing when we've been talking about all these things. It's just like there's so many major issues, and you know, changes that are going to be made, and any one of them. If they're, if they're messed up too badly, you're going to screw things up. Um, but, you know, if they all come together in the right way, as he envisions, um, then it's going to be exciting new new chapter for the Pacers.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that that leaves us with a really great point to leave off on, you know, just talking. In, um, the, you, you're totally right. I mean, KP came up in the organization after coming over from Portland and was part of it before, you know, he took over for Larry. Um and this is his first, like, obviously he, he was part of uh, hiring Nate McMillan as Mark Monteith put out on Twitter, um, that he was kind of the one who pushed for, for hiring Nate McMillan. I mean, oh, for, yeah. for uh, promoting Nate McMillan, I should say. And. You know, you look at this and and front offices rarely get a chance to do something a second time. Um, this is, this is KP's chance to really put his mark on the organization and, and make what he wants to happen in the vision that he sees it happen. And, I think he sees it in terms of if he brings in uh, and not to put words in his mouth, but this is the way I look at it. He sees this in terms of, okay, if I bring in a a bright young new staff to grow with these players and, and to, 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 to work together with me and building this organization. I mean, he's, he's, he's playing long game in my mind. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, as, as somebody who's, it, uh, the president of basketball operations, you're looking at what's happening right now. And that's important. You have to take everything a season at a time, but you are looking at the future. And I think um, he's trying to make things work in terms of uh, years from now. So I, I don't know. We, we have a lot to look forward to. Things could change in, in the next couple of days. Who knows? Uh, the the coaching search has been just pretty. Um, it's a little bit like battleship. Some days we we get a hit. Other days we, <laughs> we do not, but uh, regardless, we, we, we'll, we'll definitely be finding out more in the coming days. Uh, Tom, you got anything exciting coming up that you want to talk about before we get out of here?
1: Uh, no, just kind of looking. i have been actually going through the roster a little bit, trying to see some of the, uh, you know, diamonds in the rough that we may be able to tap into depending upon how this roster turns over and, and guys that may be um, uh, an option for the Pacers to uh, to make an impact going forward. So um, hopefully I'll get that out there this week. But um, really keeping an eye on all this news, it seems like every, every other day something pops up and includes the Pacers
0: in the coaching search. So um, always intriguing. Most definitely. Uh, well, Tom... Thanks for coming on. Always fun talking. Uh, I'm excited to see what we got coming up in the next week or so. Um, we, we definitely have, it's kind of crazy. We've got even more stuff to talk about now than we did when the season was going at some point. So um, we will definitely be keeping our ears to the ground and keeping all of you informed and, and in the know on our opinions and, and what's going on. So uh, thank you to everyone listening who supports the show and uh, be sure to shoot us any questions, comments, feedback, thoughts, Trade ideas, because we will definitely be doing a, a a pod just on trade ideas at some point soon, and a, a mailbag pod soon as well. Um, and again, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Indie Cornrows, and follow us on Twitter to keep up to date with us. Well, um, And just have a good rest of your day. Thank you for listening, and go Pacers.